Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. He wasn't afraid of offending the religious Jewish leaders. We'll see that in a personal illustration. He would touch people, lepers, dead people. Well, according to the law, you didn't touch those people. They were off limits. No, he just touched them. He defended and forgave prostitutes. Jesus went and met a sinful Samaritan woman at a well. Well, Jews don't interact with Samaritans. Men don't talk to women. No, Jesus lived dangerously. Jesus was a rebel. He rebelled against many of the societal norms in his time. He broke Jewish rules against touching forbidden items. He spoke to whomever he wanted to, whenever he wanted to. He hung out with the bad people of his community. Pastor Mark will be teaching today about why Jesus made himself an outcast in many ways. You'll find out about Jesus' motivation for his actions and how you're expected to follow his example. You'll learn about how to get the guts to please God more than men. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke, chapter 9, as he begins a new message, Follow Jesus, Live Dangerously, Expand Your World. What comes to your mind when I mention the word comfort zone? How many of you here hate heights? Let me see your hand. Praise God. Me too. I don't know what God's going to do when we get to heaven, but he'll do something for us. Comfort zone. Most people live in comfort zones. Theirs. They enjoy doing what's familiar to them. They're comfortable doing the same things eating the same foods, enjoying the same friends, driving to work the same way, going on vacation to the same place, coming to the same service, and sitting in the same... You don't even have to finish that one. You see... Everybody that's laughing, that's the seat that they think is theirs. Don't laugh, Vieri, you're no different. The other night, some friends here at church took us out to dinner, Linda and I. As we were there, we looked at the menu. It was an Italian place. I don't eat a lot of meat, but once in a while I eat meat. I like veal and Italian kind of thing. So we're looking at veal parmesan, Veal, you know, whatever, you name it, it's there. Marsala, little wine, you know. Well, I looked down and 
here was something I could order on the menu. I couldn't make heads or tails out of it for a while till I separated the words. And it says, basically, veal, forget about it. So the waitress came over and we had some questions and I said to her, what is that? I never heard it before. And she says, well, you have to take a risk. And I said, you have to take a what? A risk. You mean like live dangerous? She said, yeah. I went, hello. (laughs) I'm serious. And I got my bracelet out and I said to her, hey, we're talking about living dangerous for Jesus. And then I went on and I said, well, what is this about? And she says, well, it's got veal in it, but the chef puts whatever he wants into it and brings it to your table. Guess what I ordered? You got it. I lived dangerous and I enjoyed it. It was great. You see, in our lives, if we're going to live in a comfort zone in every area of our life, there's two major problems. I want you to think about these words as you write this down. If I have a comfort zone mentality, there's two things. That's going to equal eventually boredom in my life. And when boredom comes, I'll have a mentality of shrinkage. In other words, it's going to shrink my potential to change the world. Boredom, shrink. Jesus never taught his followers to live in their comfort zone. In fact, Jesus, from the beginning of his ministry, knew that his followers couldn't walk by faith and remain in this little safe bubble that we call our comfort zone. Mark Batterson, in that book called The Wild Goose Chase, says this, Jesus didn't die on the cross to keep us safe. He died to make us dangerous. We saw that Jesus sent out his 12 disciples on a test run to share the good news, to heal, to cast out demons. Jesus was simply asking them to imitate his radical lifestyle of doing whatever God called them to do. Now, the disciples learned as they went on that trip what it meant to live dangerously. They would have to simply trust God in the leading. They were to take no food. They didn't know where they were going to stay. They didn't know whether they, as they met people, they would share the good news, cast out a demon, or heal someone. They had to live dangerously. Let me remind you of the definition of dangerous. I'm not talking about dangerous in our lives. For instance, up in Vieira, you say, well, Pastor Mark says we have to live dangerous. I'm going to go out on 95 and see if I can cross it and beat the traffic. No, that's stupidity. <laughs> dangerous is talking about our spiritualness. And it always starts with God. Notice the definition. Obey and follow God. Trusting him with the outcome. When the disciples headed out, who knew what they were going to come encounter with? They didn't know. That was the excitement of life. They'd never done it before. Jesus says, I'm kicking you out of the nest. I'm kicking you out of your comfort zone. Go, trust me, follow the Holy Spirit, watch what's going to happen in your life. That's the lifestyle that you and I are to live. Now, here's the problem. 
Somehow we can't relate to Jesus, but we should. We're to be imitators of Jesus Christ. Think about Jesus as he lived. He wasn't afraid of offending the religious Jewish leaders. We'll see that in a personal illustration. He would touch people, lepers, dead people. Well, according to the law, you didn't touch those people. They were off limits. No, he just touched them. He defended and forgave prostitutes. Jesus went and met a sinful Samaritan woman at a well. Well, Jews don't interact with Samaritans. Men don't talk to women. No, Jesus lived dangerously. He went to a party at Matthew's house with nothing but sinful tax collectors. That's where he went. And twice, Jesus cleansed the temple from religious hypocrisy. The purpose of stepping out of our comfort zone, and I want you to write this. The reason for this is not so that I will be this unique person, but the reason is, well, it will expand me, but the real reason is it's going to expand the kingdom of God. Jesus sent the disciples out to change their world, to turn their world upside down for Jesus Christ. That was the whole reason. Notice the word expand. I want you to put your pencils down and your pens down, and I want to do a little hand signals. To follow Jesus, you have to step out of your comfort zone. So I want you to say this with me, and everybody, after I say it, then we're going to say it together. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. Here we go. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone. Now, once I'm out of that, I'm going to do this. I'm going to expand the kingdom of God. So get your hands, get your hands ready. Everybody, get your, I'm watching. If not, I'm coming right down to you and you're going to do your hands. Here we go. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and I'm going to expand the kingdom of God. Come on, hit your neighbor. I'm going to expand the kingdom of God. That's exactly right. See, I already got you out of your comfort zone, right? Amen? Good. So, See, it's not just words, it's action. Expand. I want you to think about that. See, that's very different than shrinkage. That's very different than boring. Now, turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. Go down to verse 35. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and notice, healing every disease and sickness. What was Jesus doing? He was expanding the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus had a mentality that we need to have, but very often we struggle with it. He had a spiritual warfare mentality. He knew that if he was going to change the world, Jesus would have to be on the offensive. Now, he wouldn't be offensive, but he'd be on the offensive. Jesus said to us, the gates of hell will never destroy his church. Now, you see a verse in Matthew. It's an interesting verse. It says this, and from the time from John the Baptist began preaching until now, until today, the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God has been forcefully advancing. And as we go positively into the world, expanding, being bold, living dangerously, what's the reaction from Satan in his kingdom? Notice, and violent people are attacking it. 
And I want you to think of the country we prayed for, India and Orissa. What's happened in the last year in Orissa? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Hindus have become born-again followers. What does Satan think about it? And violent people are what? Attacking it. So we can understand that. There is going to be, as we invade Satan's territory, which is the kingdom of this world, Satan hates it. By the way, when Jesus wrote this, John the Baptist was in prison. What would happen to John the Baptist next? Beheaded. When Jesus was born, two years later, what did King Herod do? Do you remember? Tried to kill every Jewish boy under what? Age of two. He wanted to stop the kingdom of God. So we can't be defensive. Well, I've got this bracelet on me and I'm supposed to say something, but I really don't want to say something. I don't really have any good news to give you. No, we have the answer. Now, we're not to be offensive, but we're to be on the offense. Notice, as you think about this, life is a battlefield. It's not a playground. And if we're going to turn our world upside down, we can't try to save our life. We simply have to be fervent in prayer, exercise many steps of faith, and simply step out of our comfort zone and go for it. Offensive, offensive. Now, read on. Verse 36. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he says to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. The harvest is great. Is that true today? In other words, in Brevard County, are there lots of people seeking for answers? Yes, absolutely they are. They're seeking. They're looking. Don't say to yourself today, well, Pastor Mark, there's radio and there's so much Christian TV and there's nobody really interested in Brevard County about Jesus anymore. No, that's exactly wrong. They may appear that they're not interested, but you're going to see in a moment they very well are. You see, Jesus says just the opposite. The fields are white to harvest. Sometimes we have a wrong impression Because outwardly, we get fooled. Here's a person, you might have heard of him. Woody Allen. Rich. All the women he wants. All the fame he wants. Well-known person. Pretty much whatever the world wants. To give him, he's God. He was writing an article in Newsweek. Let me read to you. A superstitious Woody Allen is still working hard at 72 but he's terrified of the void in his life. He calls it the meaningless flicker of life. Woody says, your perception of time changes as you get older because you see how how brief it is. You see how meaningless. I want you to think what he's thinking about life. I don't want to depress you, but it's a meaningless little flicker. Then he says this, so why go on? I can't really come up with a good argument to choose life over death. Now think about that. I can't really come up with a good argument to choose 
life over death, except that I'm too scared. Too scared to do what? To take his own life. Let me ask you a question today. Is Woody Allen seeking for truth? Yes. You see, Woody Allen has the same problem that every single person has that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't need to write them down, but here they are. Empty, guilty, afraid of death, and lonely. Isn't it amazing? It doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor, male or female, famous or unknown, American, European, Asian, African, Latino, white, black, brown. Those four things are common to every single person who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They're empty, lonely, guilty, and afraid of death. First thing for you to write with expand. Expand your vision. Everyone without Christ is lost. So when you look at your neighbors, your co-workers, your boss, the person that owns the company, the student next to you in the class, you go, well, I think they have it all together. No, they don't have it all together. The Bible says they will never have it all together until they come to a knowledge and a relationship of Jesus Christ. You see, something's missing. What's missing? People instinctively know God has put eternity in the heart of every person. God put it in there so that man would know when he dies, he will live somewhere forever. Man instinctively knows that. Everyone is on a quest to find God, but they don't know it is God that they're looking for. They're confused. Woody Allen, listen, is looking for God. He just doesn't understand it. You see, that means to me that every person needs to hear the good news. When God opens the door. Now, why are the fields white to harvest and yet not many people relatively are coming to Christ? Two reasons. Number one, the verse then that says, there's too few workers. There's two people in the fields looking at people who need Jesus Christ. Who's going to tell the Woody Allens of the world that they need Jesus Christ? Me. We're workers in the field. Pastor Mark, that sounds like work. Hello? (laughs) Jesus called us what? Workers. Well, Pastor Mark, to do that, I'm going to have to step out of my comfort zone. Hello? (laughs) But that's not me. Hello? At your comfort zone. I just want to come to church and sit in my little seat right here. I've been doing it forever. It's just wonderful. We like to have you in your seat. That's cool. No problem. Take a risk next week. Sit in the balcony. <laughs> come to a different service. Ah! Start. Come on. Get out of your comfort zone. So number one reason lots of people don't come to Christ is because I don't have the vision to see that they're lost. What's the second reason? Satan knows that once a person accepts Jesus Christ, he's lost them to his kingdom. So he offers all kinds of alternatives. Buddhism, Mormonism, Hinduism. Do you know Oprah has a church now? 
Oprah has a church that meets on Monday nights worldwide. You know how many members she has in that church? I'm serious. I'm not joking. You know how many members she has in the church? Three million members. Now, why? Because they're looking for what? Answers. By the way, she's lost. Her church says that any way is a good way to God. Well, it's false. You say, well, that can't be. Yes, write this next statement down. God created everyone with an emptiness that only he can fill. Only he can fill. So what does that mean? Well, it simply means that I have this red bracelet on to remind me to proclaim the good news, to minister to hurting people. We went to the people up in Lamplighter Village and down at Barefoot Bay and all of it. We went there to show the love of Jesus Christ. It's not just witnessing, but it's loving people. Angel food that we do is a way to minister to people. To do this will require you and I to live dangerously, to get out of our comfort zone, to step out of it. Now, I have a little thing I want you to write, one more thing about expanding. You have to do a little abbreviation. I just did it to help you write. F, J, and L, D means simply follow Jesus and live dangerously, okay? If you do that, it will expand, number one, your life, and it will expand the kingdom of God. You have to do both. When I step out and obey God, it will change my life because I'm now going to be involved. It's exciting. That's what I was meant to do. And second, people are going to come into the kingdom of God. What do I mean by expanding our life? Well, let me give you an illustration. When Jesus came to the earth, he went to the Sea of Galilee, and he called his first disciples there. They were fishermen. They'd been there all their life. Let me read to you from Ken Hughes what their life was like before they came to Jesus. Listen. The first disciples, while following Jesus, meant an immensely expanded life. The horizon of these fishermen's lives before Jesus was bound by the margins of Galilee. Once in a while, they would leave the little area of Galilee in north Israel, and they'd go down to Jerusalem for a festival. But by and large, they knew little more than the deck of their boat, the currents of the lake, the handful of people in the marketplace. In other words, Ken Hughes says this, before the disciples met Jesus, They were in a comfort zone. If they'd never have met Jesus, and you fast forward to the end of their life, 50 years, their days would have always been the same. A little bit of opportunity to fish, same lake, same boat, cleaning the same nets, feeding fish to the same people, going to the same marketplace. Once or twice a year down to Jerusalem for a festival, that was it. But then they met Jesus. Pastor Mark, in his teaching today, talked about the danger of staying in your comfort zone. You learn that not trying to be used by God will lead to boredom in your life, which will reduce your ability to impact your world for Jesus. You found out that you can't walk by faith and live in your comfort zone. You need to be willing to live a life following God's plans, not what makes you feel good. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Follow Jesus, Live Dangerously, Expand Your World. You'll hear about a celebrity's view of life and how different it is than what God wants for you. You'll learn about Jesus' attitude regarding the reason he came to earth. You'll find out how you can adopt Jesus' attitude and integrate it into how you live your life. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. in a hurry.